Good evening, and thank you for tuning into Newbie Radio. I am your host, The Pearl Clutcher. Thanks for tuning into WDRB, where you get double the information and the inspiration. This show today is sponsored by the New Vision Empire and Destined for Greatness Life Coaching, where we give the creative holistic alternative to healing today um as we know we wrapped up men's health month last week and we talked about a lot of different things dealing with communication and relationships when it sexually and romantically and we talked about mental health a little bit and we you know we've touched on a lot of different topics here but today I wanted to really take a deep dive in to a topic that we kind of vaguely touched on a couple weeks ago on the show and I, I kind of threw it out there but we didn't go into details and that was surrounding attachment theories and attachment um, types. Now some people may have absolutely no idea what I'm referring to <laughs> and it's important to, you know, know these types of things because it definitely helps you to understand why you show up in certain situations. So, as you all know, my, my background is in psychology and human development and things of that nature and relationships. <clears throat> so, one thing that I have learned in my studies is, which has been very beneficial to me and being able to point out different things in relationships and just in everyday human engagement. So when someone does something, I'm able to say, hey, you know what? This may be a result of this. Um, and in knowing that, not internalizing it to mean something about me. me knowing that this is them and this is the effect of their conditioning. Okay? So, what I want to do today is I'm going to, we're going to take a deep dive in. So, you're going to get a lot of information today. But I promise you that this information that you're going to get today is going to be extremely eye-opening um, in ways that, for some, can really, really, really make a big impact on how you continue to show up in your relationships. Now, you know, we hear a lot of different terms being thrown around nowadays. And one of those terms is that of someone being emotionally unavailable, right? And, you know, especially as I'm just, you know, I'm not generalizing. I'm just throwing this out there. <laughs> um especially sometimes men a lot of times you hear a lot of women saying oh this man these men are emotionally unavailable they're emotionally unavailable all right so actually we'll go into first what does it mean to be emotionally unavailable all right um so emotionally unavailable is someone who usually is um evasive avoids meeting up avoids um, connecting to you um when it comes to feelings e emotions um when it, in the relationship setting or not even just in a relationship setting this could be your parents could be emotionally unavailable your grandparents could be emotionally unavailable um your kids can be emotionally unavailable um 
pretty much these people have a, a difficulty trusting people, opening up to people. There's a lot of barriers. There's a lot of walls. And a lot of times these this has been a conditional response to their upbringing. So today I'm going to go into attachment theory because one thing that is very, very, very important for people to know. And when you know why things are, that is when you have the opportunity to start to change them. So we can sit around in just oblivion all the time and just an awareness and just say, hey, I don't really know I'm this way, but it doesn't really matter. Or we can say, hey, you know what? I'm this way. Obviously, it's not serving me. I can't keep a man. I can't keep a good relationship. I can't keep friends. Um, I can't keep a job. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of things that are happening. And the common denominator is me. Is my response to things. Um, and it's not a negative thing to have a level of self-awareness where you realize like, hey, there's something that is 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 not not right or something that's not connecting here and it's just not serving me long term and I've really got to figure out what that is in order for me to get the healing that I need in order for me to start attracting and start connecting and living the best life that I want and the people that I want in my life. So we're going to go ahead and jump right on in. So what is this attachment thing that I'm talking about? All right. <laughs> so what happens when you are a child, um, an infant, as, as early as infinite? And this can be prenatal as well. Um, a lot of times, even as when you're in your infant stage, you can suffer a lot of neglect um, and a lot of things that are, you know, transmitted from your mother to you. But we won't go into the depths of that in today's discussion but I say all that to say is that the way that you show up as an adult is usually a prime example or a, at the prime effect of how you were raised as a child this is psychologists psychoanalysts scientists have been studying this for for years and why I said this is so important is because once you know, like, hey, oh, this is why I act this way. This is why I am triggered. This is why I jump, I pop off every five seconds. This is why I, um, you know, don't want to be intimate with people. Then you can start to do something about it. All right. So what is attachment theory and the importance of our early emotional bonding? All right. So attachment theory is focused on the relationships and bonds between people um, and particularly long term relationships, including those between a parent and child and between their romantic partners. OK, so this was a theory that was a. Uh, you know, pretty much studied and developed by a British um, psychologist and psychoanalyst. His name was John Baldwin. Uh, so if you want to look that up, that is John B-O-W-L-B, Bowlby, I apologize, Bowlby, B-O-W-L-B-Y, Bowlby. Um, and he was the first attachment theorist. And so pretty much what he talked about was that attachment theory being a lasting psychological connectedness between human beings. Um, and he was interested in understanding um, separation anxiety and distress that children experience when separated from their primary caregivers. And pretty much in those early developmental stages um, with those children, how that showed up when they were adults, how that affected their ability to connect with other people, um, form good, positive 
relationships, so on and so forth. So what I'm going to do is today, just so you all kind of know what to prepare for, um, Again, if you have a pen and piece of paper, please take notes. To get your uh, you're listening to this on iHeartRadio, so thank you. Or if you're listening to this through the TuneIn Radio app, thank you. Um, but I want you to go ahead and take out your notes because on your on your um phone because I want you to write this stuff down. So if something resonates with you, I want you to write it down. Don't miss this information because this can be healing information for you. So. Go ahead and take your notes out. Um, today, what I'm going to go over again is what attachment theory is, the four different styles, or four more styles of attachment theory. And um, I'm going to talk about how those actually show up as a child and how those also show up for you when you are an adult in a romantic relationship. I am going to go into um, some of the... Um, how that shows up in sex in relationships based on the types of attachment styles that you have. And then I'm going to talk about some tools in order to foster healthy ways to overcome and change these attachment styles. Okay. So we're going to go into all of this in our 30 minutes. And if for whatever reason we don't get through everything, that's fine because we'll be on next week and we will pick up from there. Okay. Again, I want you all to be able to get the most, uh, we're going to have some fun, of course, you know, but I want you all to get the most information that you can because, again, I'm on a mission to heal and inform people. Again, this is, uh, well, we we in December now, but uh, <laughs> this is, uh, I haven't coined my, my term for what December is going to be, but you all knew that November was no nonsense November, so... I think, you know, maybe it's dedicated December or something. We're dedicated to the change. All right. We that's it. Dedicated December. We are dedicated to the change. OK, you have to be the change that you want to occur. So let's jump right on right on in there. All right. All right. All right. I hope you all got your pens and papers ready. So let's go into the attachment theory. What are the four attachment styles? All right. So they are you have the secure style. These people are low anxiety and avoid and are low on avoidance as well. They have good intimate and more durable and happy relationships with mutual trust. So pretty much these people are very secure and think about as we talk about these things, think about you, think about people you've dated, think about people you've seen. Um so you can kind of see how it correlates. So these people, like I said, they're more secure. They're like, they usually had a very good upbringing um, when it came to things. And they're like, okay, you know, I understand things. And I don't really think that everything is about me. I don't internalize everything. Like I'm very much healthy in how I feel and how I show up. All right. So I'm going to tell you about some of the characteristics. So a secure um, these people, when they were children, they were able to separate from parents um, as adults. They um, have trusting and lasting relationships um, as a child. They uh, seek comfort from parents and when frightened um, as a adult, as an adult, they tend to have good self-esteem as a child. They return the return of parents is met with positive emotion so when your parents came it was like oh my god i'm so happy to see my mom i'm so happy to see my dad um and as an adult um comforting and sharing feelings with friends and partners so they're very comfortable with that they don't have all these walls and you know things set up they're like i'm okay with you know sharing who i am and my experiences because they were met with that as a child they were met with that level of comfort and emotional support and connectiveness um also people who are secure 
Um, they prefer parents to strangers. Um, they usually had a very positive and nurturing bond with their parents. Um, as adults, they seek out social support. Okay, so that is an example of the attachment style of secure. So you can think about, you know, again, people who you have been connected with and how those things have showed up in your relationships. I'm trying to think of have I dated anybody with the I'm sure I have. I, I will say that I usually attract people who have um the other types of attachment styles <laughs> and we'll go into that more, but you know, it's all about you really getting that emotional nurture that you needed as a child. And people don't realize how important that is. That's why I say you have to work on, it definitely benefits you to work on your emotional stability and healing when you are in your, your ages of, you know, 18 and up or whenever you become self-aware because you don't want to pretty much continue the generational effects that you had as a child pretty much you don't want to sit up here and because you were neglected as a child then go in and turn and emotionally neglect your own kids because you only given what you had you know and some people do the exact opposite because they realize the effects of it i mean myself being one of them like i realized like the effects that i had that my childhood and the emotional neglect how it had on me and so as a result i have worked to try to foster a different level of attachment because i knew that naturally um that was how i was showing up to people um and to kids and to different things so that's why i took some of the jobs that i did and went down some of the avenues that i did to help me to foster positive ways to actually build up a more secure attachment style Okay, so we're going to move on to the next one. And that one is, so if you're secure, you'd be like, oh, yeah, oh, thank you, Jesus. Okay, so then you have those, um, and, and some of these, the names are interchangeable, but they mean the same. Um, um, dismissing. Uh, so dismissing is kind of like avoiding, all right, uh, a personality, uh, uh, attachment style. So this one, they have low anxiety but high avoidance okay um they avoid close intimate relationships to protect themselves from rejection so again if you were emotionally neglected if you had a consistency of pretty much you know probably being let down no no type of security this is this is probably where you may land um and so avoidant uh, as a child, they uh, may avoid parents. Um, as an adult, they may have problems with intimacy. Uh, when they are a child, they did not dis not seek much comfort or uh, contact with parents. As an adult, they invest little emotions in social and romantic relationships. It's like, well, I didn't have it as a child. I don't need it as an adult. I'm like, okay, I survive. Um, as a child, um, they shows little or no no uh, preference between parents and strangers. Um, as an adult, they are unable or unwilling to share thoughts and feelings with others. So these um, people are, they're very much detached. They're very much detached um, emotionally. These are the people who are emotionally unavailable. They are. And, you know, I definitely have seen where I have been able to fit into this category. Um, I understand it. Um, it, is, it makes sense to me based off of my connection. I remember, you know, a little short story. I remember 
when I was a, a in kindergarten. My memory goes back to the age of like two or three, so that's a whole nother topic. But I remember very fondly when I was in, in kindergarten and elementary school, I remember like kids, when their parents would drop them off, they would cry. And I remember this one girl, and she would sit there and cry and cry and cry for like hours because her mom left. Uh, you know, she was dropping her off at school. And I was never one of those kids. Like, I was one of those kids who was like, and I remember looking at her and like, why are you crying? Like, we at school, like, you know, before turn up was turn up, but like, turn up. I'm like, we get to have fun. We get to play. There's toys. You know, like, it's, it's, it's all good. Um, at, at that time, not understanding, like, you know, she has a totally different, like, and, and I knew her mom too. Um, and she was a good mom. And it was like, you know, her relationship with her mom is totally different than my relationship with my mom um, and my parents. Like, when I went to school, I I never, I had perfect attendance my entire time of being in elementary school, as well as, I think, middle school. Like, I was the kid with perfect attendance because I never wanted to stay home. Um, even when I got sick, I didn't want to go home. I would literally sit in the nurse's office all day or somewhere. Like, the nurse's office was my favorite place to be. Um, and honestly, thinking about that in retrospect, it was because there was somebody being attentive to me, somebody taking care of my needs in the way that I felt like I needed. Um, and so and I also sought, sought therapy when I was in elementary school as well. Um, so what I did, like, thank God that I had this much awareness. But I realized, like, I'm not going to get these things at home the way that I need to. There's enough going on there, um, especially dealing with a brother who had psychological issues and so on and so forth. Um, and other issues that were going on. So for me, it was like, I'm going to do what I need to do in order to get the security, the support that I need. Um, and so those were two things that I gravitated towards was therapy and towards, um, you know, the nurse, you know, because it was like here I can just kind of be and somebody's taking care of me. So I say all that to say is that this is how some of this can look when you're a kid. And so I remember going on field trips and I used to be like excited. Like people be like wanting to go, you know, call their parents. And I'd be like, no, nah, I'm good. Like I call them because I know that's what they want me to do. I call them because, you know, they want to make sure I'm okay and I'm alive. But I, I'm at the field trip. Like I'm not, I ain't worried about this. Like what's going on there is what's going on there. I'm here, you know. <laughs> and I realized as an adult, that that definitely showed up in my ability to connect with people. I didn't trust people at all, and I and I felt rightfully so uh, because of the experiences that I had. So you know that's just an example of of how that shows up, you know, and what that looks like as early as those ages and and beyond. And so um, <clears throat> let's see here. Um, we're gonna go into the ambivalent um, personality. I mean, uh. uh Attachment style. I keep calling it personality style. And and, and, and I say that because um, it, it shows up that way. You know, it, it shows up in your personality. So uh, excuse me if I get a little tongue tied between, between those sometimes. Okay. So we're going to go into that. So we're going to break down what that looks like. And we're going to go into it a little bit more. All right. So I hope you all are taking notes. <laughs> I feel like you all know that I am a teacher by, um, <laughs> by, by trade or whatever. So that is something that I do. So I am definitely teaching this like a class today. Uh, but it's all for you all to just get the most out of the situation and 
again because we are definitely being intentional so a uh, fearful avoidance um in a sense fearful avoidant you have high anxiety and avoidance okay so you, they view themselves as unlovable and so avoid um relationships and due to fear of rejection i've seen this a lot um and it's it's very disheartening. Um, I you know in some ways I probably can see where I've even showed up this way in a sense. Um, and again, that goes back to your your child, uh, your childhood. Um, I'm gonna um, kind of go into this a little bit. So they may be very weary of strangers as an adult, uh, reluctant to become close to others. Um, when they were a child, they become very um, greatly distressed when their parents leave. Um, and as an adult, they worry that their partner does not love them. And as a child, um, it does not appear to be comforted by the return of their parents. Um, and as an adult, they become very distraught when a relationship ends. So these are the people who, you know, we always use that word clingy, right? These are the people who can become extremely clingy, obsessive, because they feel like they really, really, really want that love. And and everything in their childhood or in their upbringing has kind of correlated to them feeling like they aren't loved. They aren't worthy of love. And so with that being said, they will do anything to really connect but then they have this self-loathing so you'll hear them sometimes like you know they they will put words in your mouth they will you know oh you don't love me or I'm not worthy or oh this you know they'll do all of these things um and it's just like I never said that like I didn't I didn't say any of these things but this is what they feel this is what they this is what they perceive from your actions um if you need space it's like oh no what do you mean you're trying to leave me you know because they're very fearful. They're very fearful of, you know, losing the, the, the love and the connection because they haven't really had it like that. Um, so, like I say, a lot of high anxiety. Um, and like I said, sometimes they can they can definitely uh, avoid like even as much as they love and they want. They they avoid they shut down. They don't share and they do things that actually d detach their partner from them. You know what I'm saying? And it makes it a very hard relationship. Okay, so we got a few more minutes left. I really want to be able to uh, break some of this stuff down. All right, and then we have preoccupied style. Um, this is a high anxiety and low avoidance. So they strive for self-acceptance by gaining the acceptance of um, and value of others. Again, they, they have a lo very low self-esteem. Um, it's very hard, you know, connecting with people. And they really strive for their uh, validation from other people. And I've seen this in a, lo a lot of women. I've seen this in a lot of men. They'll do anything to try to get your acceptance. They feel like their their value is based on them being in a relationship. Their worth as a as a man or as a woman. And women, a lot of times, um, show up this way. is based on them being in a relationship. If they don't can't keep a relationship or if they can't, you know, whatever, then they feel like it's something wrong with them. Less than all of these different things, okay? So, let's go into the fun stuff, I guess. And we're going to talk about a little bit of how this shows up in 
the bedroom, okay? So, and, and what I want you all to know is that, because, again, we may not have a lot of time this evening to really hash out some things, it, um, but I did want you all to know that you can definitely go online and take quizzes to find out what your attachment style is. Don't be alarmed. Don't be self-defeated when you see it. It's better to know. Knowing is beautiful, okay? <laughs> um, it's better to know so that you can start to work on that, okay? Um, so let's see here. Let's see here. So, for example, all right, so anxious, preoccupied style. Um, some of the signs that you have them and how it shows up in bed. Um, I'm just going to throw out about three or four in essence of time. So, some of those, um, let's see here. You engage in sexual activities to satisfy the needs and security of love. So, a lot of people who, you know, you always see or hear about people who go around having sex with a lot of people. Um, in order for them to feel love or people who are talking people having daddy issues and so on and so forth they seek that love from somebody else through sex so they give out sex a lot in order for them to in that moment feel like they're connected all right um they can have extreme sexual attraction jealousy and feelings of obsession um they can be uh unfaithful to their partner as well um so those are some of the, and in adolescence, uh, sex is an attempt to prevent abandonment, often engaging in unwanted sexual behavior. So that's kind of what that can look like for people who are anxious, preoccupied um, in, in the bed. Um, these uh, people also, um, they, they use sex for the approval, falling in love easily and generally mistrust their partner. So it's like, oh my God, I'm in love with you because I'm obsessed with you because I feel like I need you in order to have this this validation or whatever the case may be all right so about avoiding attachment um less likely to fall in love but more likely to engage in casual sex um so what that may look like is um discomfort from sexual activity uh because they require intimacy so it's like i don't really want to connect with you on an intimate way i just want to have sex with you um you know, to, to kind of release things in certain types of ways. Um, they less to no sexual activity or emotion, um, free sex, pretty much. Um, they they don't enjoy foreplay for because again, that is a avenue in which you are actually connecting more on an intimate level, which we talked about that a, a lot and a couple of weeks ago. Um, and sometimes they use sex to maximize control and emotional distance. Okay. Um, and they also use fantasies as a substitute for intimacy. Okay. Um, also have definitely, definitely, uh, seen this a lot as well. Um, this organized attachment, um, feeling unworthy of love, pursuing casual sex and more likely to have sex addiction definitely seen this um what that looks like is um having submissive secondary and passive roles in intimate relationships um lowers level of intimacy and involvement in romantic relationships um purely emotionless sex um high likelihood um, of sexual addiction um sexual behaviors that are characteristics for both anxious and avoided individuals okay um, and they also have a thing of believing that you are unworthy of love and affection, um, low, low self-confidence and worth or whatever. They're just not, they're not there. They're not present. Um, it's just something to do, you know, um, and it's, it's, it's not, it's not the buildings of a healthy relationship at all. Um, and so for those who are secure, what does that look like? Um, affectionate, they seek long-term relationships, less likely to engage in sex, in casual sex, um, 
let's see here uh prefer sexual activity in committed romantic relationships enjoy sex and being um, comfortable with intimacy fewer doubts about intimate relationships uh, being more sexually restrictive low lower uh, likelihood of sexual addiction in adolescence, these people sometimes have fewer negative and more positive passionate emotions during sexual activities. So how do you, how do you heal? All right. So we got about two more minutes, and we're going to talk about how do you heal from these things. Okay. So, um, if you, I want you all to um, provide this as a quick resource for you. Okay. It is a actually a quiz, especially if you're in a relationship, and it's called it's on the. Um, what is this website called? It, I will actually put it on my page. So you have to go to the new V N U V I Empire LLC um, on Instagram and check out the quiz. But it's some questions to ask your partners in order for you to start connecting more intimately. So they gave this this quiz. It's thirty six questions, and what they did was they actually gave this to people who had these types of attachment styles. And one thing to know is that a lot of times people who are in the um you know disconnected attachment styles they will try to gravitate towards people who are in more secure and other like they these people match up with each other a lot of times but it's 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 um not very fulfilling for the other person you know so that's a whole nother topic that we can get into a little bit more next week um but go check out the the quiz 36 questions from the greater good in action the society based practices for meaningful life and it has questions that you can ask your partner in order for you all to start build up those secure relationships with one another and again i will post that information in my timeline so please go check that out if you say hey hey this resonates with me um so i'm gonna give you some quick tools for dismissive avoidant um, so be willing to acknowledge your childhood pain, bring compassion to the shutdown parts of you. Um, don't beat yourself up about it. Lean towards connecting in small doses. Okay. Practice small levels of vulnerability. Okay. And learn to apologize when you are being dismissive. Okay. So those are some of the, some of the things to do when you are having, um, this dismissive. Okay. So we're going to finish this conversation and kind of, you know, dig in a little bit deeper into some other things next week. I thank you all for tuning in. I know I gave you all a lot of information, but I pray that it is um, something that was useful and, you know, helping you to secure uh, your secure attachment style and to move on to happier, healthy relationships. Um, so clutch your pearls, but catch your gems. I love you. Enjoy your evening, and thank you for tuning into WDRB. If you want to be a guest on our show, please contact us um, at New V Empire LLC or hit us up on Instagram or Facebook at the New Vision Empire or New V Empire LLC. Have a good evening and good night. Are you ready to get your new sexy on in 2021? Well, what's holding you back? Go ahead, reach out to us at the New Vision Empire, N-U-V-I Empire, LLC, on Instagram, and enter to win our Healing is the New Sexy 2021 Giveaway. We don't want anybody to miss out on the opportunity to heal. So go ahead and look into that free giveaway now. We can't wait to help you in your healing process.